Hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, is, it, is it a commercial? You. Do you like chips? Like, do you really like chips? Where to the point where you're eating chips so much that you look around and there's crumbs and you're like, who put those crumbs there? Did I put those crumbs there? And I'm, and I'm here to tell you, yes, yes, you did, because you like chips. And if you like Cheetos, especially Flamin' Hot Cheetos, then you should tell people to subscribe to this channel, the Bitcoin podcast, because one out of a thousand, that's right. When we get a thousand subscribers, one of them is going to get a hundred bags of Cheetos, flaming hot Cheetos, baby. Think to yourself, how, how many Cheetos is that? And I'm here to tell you, it's like a million calories. If you ate it all, you would most definitely not be healthy, but we're going to send them to you because Flamin' Hot Cheetos are amazing. So that's right. Share this around. Get us to 1,000 subscribers. We'd like to have 1,000 subscribers because if we had 1,000 subscribers, that means one of those 1,000 subscribers is getting 100 bags of Flamin' Hot Cheetos. So, you know, do your thing, guys. Do that YouTube stuff. Hey, it's me again. Does your job still suck? Are you still mad at your job and therefore life sucking, then you should join the Bitcoin podcast Slack where the people there don't suck, or at least their jobs don't. So, in essence, their lives don't either. Join the Slack. Yo. Yep. Yo. That's such a weird Photoshop of your back. Welcome to the show, everybody. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Bitcoin Podcast. I'm the host that talks first. D. Hey, you forgot my name. I'm the host that talks second. Hey. And I'm the third host, Jesse Brooke. That's right. And today we have a fourth guest host, my dog's right eye. Uh, <laughs> what's up, Lando? Lando Calrissian back there. Handsome puppy. Oh, welcome to the show, guys. We're going to, I wish we were different than everybody. But we're not. We're just better. What we're going to do today, besides yawning in your face, is we are going to do three things. The four things. The first thing we're going to do is explain to you guys what the fuck's going on with the dad Dow lot. The second thing we're going to do is prognosticate. I think that's the word. Prophesize. Fortune tell. About what's going to happen. In, to do with fortune telling. 
We're, we're gonna we're gonna make educated guesses as to the outcomes of 2022, the year 2022 uh, of our Lord, um, and then we're gonna talk about um, how Corey's hair defies gravity naturally. Yeah, I was about to say that's cool. And like, then the that's how I sleep. Like does this? <laughs> no, like like that. It looks like you walk really fast. It, it looks aerodynamic. And then the fourth it's thing the that definitely happens because I sleep on both sides of my head. And then the fourth thing that we'll do is wait a second, pause. So your body naturally knows how to stop sleeping halfway and turn to the other side of your head so that you get a perfect the fourth thing we're going to do is kind of explain explain to you guys what you can look forward to from us in the year 2022 so let's get it started joe says your hair is amazing (laughs) deepest bluest my head is like a shark spin that's ll cool j circa 1999 Deep blue sea. Uh, so, anyways, cool. Jesse, we need to talk about dad down, man. We need to talk about what's going on okay. with dad down. Some okay. people think it's Dow Dow. They say, is this Dow Dow? And is this the second version of the Dow? And we're like, I don't know how you are reading, but no, the dad Dow, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's going swimmingly. We, we're hitting some milestones, right? We've got Discord bots going. We got. <laughs> We got people coming in, people joining up, um, people asking us what's the DAO. So if I if I had to ask you, Corey, you heard us talking about it. What is that DAO to you, Mister Petty? Well, since I'm not as in the project as you are today, because I'm mm-hmm. dealing with a bunch of real life shit that is taking me away from paying attention to things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, gotta hate, gotta hate real life, you know. It is a organization built on top of our brand for investing in the projects and learning it's a, decentralized, a decentralized organization for investing in the project. Mm. That's pretty close. That's almost spot on. Right. So yeah, it's, it's a decentralized incubator built on top of Algorand built for Algorand by Algorand. That's right. Baba <laughs> is what they call it. I'm pretty um, sure we can, we, can, we can rip off some clothing line to uh, yeah. make <laughs> yeah. Fabadao. No, um, Just close some, close some bells. So that was a project that Jesse and I have been working on um, you know, pretty vehemently in the pa- over the past I don't know, a month. What did you say, Jesse? month? It's been a solid month. Been at least a month. Yeah. Solid month. And what we're trying to do is create a pension for dads. What does that mean? Is that, you know, there's a lot of hard work that goes into building out projects from the space. From small projects like, I don't know, um, putting a connect bu- connect to wallet button on some networks application, whatever, to very large projects like this one where it's actually a DAO that's going to be kind of automated. We're trying to make it as automated as possible right and those are the tokens actually they're going to be nfts 
And the NFTs grant you access into the Discord. And without having the NFT, you can't get in the Discord. Now, obviously, right now, we want everyone to join the Discord. In can't fact, um, why not? Unless you have the NFT, can't get in. Can yeah, get in well, now. we can get in now, right? And if you do get in now, you'll get early access to mint the NFT, right? And this is just the start with this NFT. Obviously, it'll give you access to the Discord where all the development and all the discussion is taking place. But later on, there will be a token attached, obviously. Um, and by holding this token, you will be able to vote on whether projects get funded. We call them working groups, right? And the working groups basically can propose whatever they like to the dad DAO. And the holders of the token get to vote on whether they get funded and by how much by the treasury of the dad DAO. Right. So like an incubator and, and we're really trying to establish a community of dads. Like you don't have to be a dad, a dad to be a dad. What's a dad? What is a dad? That's a good question. Jesse, I'm gonna let you take this one. What do you think a dad is? Uh, you can read up the talk. Hold on. Where's that document? That's on? not, that's, that's a terrible podcast. That's a terrible heart. podcast. Jesse said, right. read the uh, talks. So, so what is a dad? Well, I can't really yeah. say what a dad really is because What's I'm not a dad. To me, a dad is somebody who kind of watches over you, kind of tells you you're doing something wrong or you're doing something right, right? He kind of points you towards resources where you can kind of figure out what's best for you, right? At the end of the day. And they can help you, you know? Um, Dads are like, you know, they're parents. They help you financially, help scoot you around in the right places, right? Mm-hmm. You, they, buy a, they buy a good home, hopefully, in a good place where there's a good school, you know, set you up for <laughs> success, basically, right? Yes. So, yes. I mean, that's essentially what, what a dad is in the dad now. People are coming to set you up for success because, you know, everybody's vested, right? By working in mm-hmm. projects together on teams or by, you know, um, every aspect of, of the dad now, I guess, you can get involved in that doesn't have to be project building. There's many, many different roles you can take that aren't like developer roles. You can work as mm-hmm. an artist, you can do like other stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, it's simple. Dad's own dealerships, right? And that's, right. no, I'm kidding. That's a joke. A little Aqua Teen Hunger Force joke for you guys out there. No, like Jesse said, right? Crypto is growing exponentially in many, many different ways, right? And it's going to be tougher and tougher to find good information, to find good guidance, to find a place that you can just not only hang out, but learn while you hang out. And that's what we want the dad DAO community to be, right? And there's also lots of fun dad jokes if you if you like dad jokes. I'm a fan of dad jokes. I don't know about you guys. I'm a big fan. We're going to be ripping and tearing your dad jokes in there. And um, that's disgusting. I think it is. I think that is ripping and tearing is pretty X rated. So that's not a dad joke. But nevertheless, hey, go to the link. Right. Should we put a little banner up here? A little banner going on? Kind of a little comment action in here? Daddow.org. What's your dreams be dreams? Yeah, I'm gonna do a little, I'm gonna do a little dad out dad. org going on action here. Hold on, let me, let me create this real quick. I still think we should dad. Just do the segment to do like a dad out. That would be awesome. I'm down for that. I, that song is awesome. We have an in. There we go. With the segment. Yeah. yeah, we do. Can there do, it is. Can he do the song for dad down? 
That's what it would sound like. That's Masego. Anyways. Is there something else people should know? Why is my video kind of shit? I don't know. He's he's moving in slow motion right now. That's creepy. That got creepy. All right. So let's get on with the other thing. 2022 is around the corner, man. What's crypto going to do? All right, Jesse, I know you think it's going to be a bear market. Right? I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, but this is the time where you get to act like you know, so people oh, okay. can... That's the point. People it's can, the, it's, oh. it's, it's, it's yeah. yeah, this is where you act like you know. Oh, okay. Uh, Did I do enough claps there? Okay. Yeah, so like, are we talking about like the end of 2022, the beginning of 22? The, All like, of 2022. Where? Just give your best. What's, what's going to happen in 2022, Jesse? This is where we out BitBoy, BitBoy. From a price standpoint? Purely from whatever price. standpoint. Your standpoint. From, from, from what do you think is going to happen? From my standpoint, I'm going to learn a shit ton over the next year. I'm hoping. I'm going to learn a shit ton. And who the fuck cares what the price happen. does? Like, well, that is gonna happen. I've I've seen Jesse consume. but it's not it's not like as deep, right? I'm going deep. What's right? deep? That means like I'll be able to develop stuff in crypto, right? Okay. Yeah. So that, that's know, that's, that's like twenty two contracts. You mean yeah, tooling around smart contracts? Everything, dude. Okay. Everything. I want to get my hands on everything. Okay. Yeah. Well, you can't have everything, bro. Well, I know. You can't. But I'd like to. You can't. Don't, don't, don't let your dreams be drink. No, but yeah, he's right. You know, just like there are like, like people who just do front end specifically, like you were talking about before. I mean, that's true. They like well, that. Some more Jesse's going to be like yeah. Birdman over here when it comes to crypto. What does that mean? <laughs> well, look, he wants it all, obviously. This no. is what you do when you want. This is just Jesse looking at the news. Exactly. That's exactly how I walk up when it's my time to place my order at Chipotle. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. Let me get that orange tortilla, baby. That's exactly what I said. I've never been to Chipotle. You never really? been to Chipotle? Not once. You've had Chipotle, though. I don't even think I've had Chipotle. Wow. That's an, ex- that's an exciting maybe feat. Once. I've maybe had Chipotle once. Because... Have you had Freebirds? Oh. Yeah, of course. Oh, then, you've a, then you've had your no, 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 no. Let's not, let's not play that game. Chipotle is not reverse. They didn't have peso until like last year. Okay. All right. <sighs> 2022, baby, here we come. Bitcoin gets a spot ETF. Ether gets a futures ETF. Ether gets even slower and whacker until E2.0 comes. And then a bunch of people don't know how to use it. So it's slow to get adoption, but it will gain adoption. Probably roughly at the same rate that the Bitcoin Lightning Network is gaining adoption, but it's more useful than the Lightning Network, so maybe just a little bit faster. All right, the top ten is going to return return to sanity, not return. Return's not a thing, but it should be. The top ten is going to return to san to sanity. What I mean by top ten, I'm talking about the market caps. Even though market cap is a vanity metric, I'm just saying that it's going to return to tokens that actually do something and can do something. Those coins out of there. Is it already out of there? Didn't Dogecoin just get zipped out? I don't know. Maybe. Hold on. What did that comment say? I don't even know what it said. Wayne says, yeah. Wayne saying Chipotle is better. Wait. There we go. Step down. Yeah. Step down. Freebirds is most definitely 
All right. So Dogecoin's gonna get knocked out. Shiba, these these meme coins, I think they're gonna go the way of the dodo bird because they really only came to fruition because of meme stocks, which was GameStop that kind of started it all, and then AMC, and then, you know, I think I think once the stock market starts to return to a little bit of normalcy, so will these meme coins. They'll get out of there. I think Solana is gonna drop down to lower the top ten. I got to say price stuff because honestly, that's what people wanted to hear anyway. So just give it to them. Just give it a little bitty taste. Um, I think, you know, I think if Ethereum isn't careful, it's going to end up sounding the community. I think if the community of Ethereum isn't careful, it's going to end up sounding a whole lot like the community of Bitcoin does these days, which I don't know. I'm, I mean, I think the community of Bitcoin maxis, we'll call them, are, are just... Um, I don't know. They're very ossified and there's a whole lot of nothing going on with Bitcoin. And, you know, Who posted that? I wouldn't say oh, it's a scam. <laughs> I wouldn't Mark say Bitcoin is a scam. But I'm not putting that. I'm putting that. Lisa put that. Um, but, yeah, she's, she's just throwing random shit over there. Like, we got to react to it. It's like a game every week. Um, no, no. I, I, I'd say that it's a whole lot of word play what the bitcoin does is a whole lot of word play and a whole lot of mouth action for not a whole lot of development going on now i know there's a lot of bitcoin people be like what are you talking about bro look at the look at the what and i'm here to tell you like look at what i mean it took like three years to get snore signatures started taproot's just now going i haven't seen anything worthwhile that creeping through the bitcoin Here's twitter about that like, what if it just didn't do anything for me right now? Is it still worthwhile? It is. I think so. I think it is. I, I, I definitely right, so need to do something. Why? Why is the metric for its value based on what it? Well, th- I'm talking to the community themselves. Like, that's a good point to be in, right? Like, when you're, whenever you're so awesome that you don't even have to say it or do anything, then just that's it. Just do that. Like, why be so loud on Twitter? Why be so vocal? Why be so um, forward about talking about things that just aren't going to happen anytime soon? Just be like, yeah, okay, well, we're doing all right. We got a, we got a futures ETF. We got countries giving us legal tender. Like, we're just going to shut up and just wait, you know? And so, but they don't do that. They're just, they're very loud and very loud and so. But I guess it's people protecting their bags, you know. Um, more and more, uh, I think DeFi has another upswing in 2022. I think that... What's a um, DeFi upswing in 2022 look like? That's a, that's a broad statement. Well, I mean, like, there was this rush of DeFi projects getting people, making people not only a lot of money, but also making crypto cool, right? I think I think the thing that happened this year that's unique to all the years prior... It's two things came out of crypto that were finally cool. And I know you hate when I say that, Corey, but like it matters, right? This shit's gotta be cool or no one's gonna use it. Right? Yeah, people want people need to use something and they're not gonna use it unless they want it. Yeah, and so I think this cycle is is mainly they combine NFTs with like DeFi, right? Even you yeah. guys got sucked into the chicken stuff, right? That's basically yeah, absolutely. Max infinities. The market cap well, of that is like almost ten billion. That's just a, that's an application that built its own blockchain, right? That's a like, prediction coming out of left field right there. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> rice, chicken. Chicken, rice. Uh, I mean, I think, sorry, I interrupted you, Jesse. Go on. You're talking Maxi. 
Yeah, no, I'm just if we're talking about Bitcoin, I think it's fine where it is. It's just it goes up slowly in value because everybody see, sees it as a store of value. But then, like, if people want to build, like, I don't know, just web apps that use the blockchain to store, you know, state data or just basically use a blockchain for the database feature, that's kind of like decent to like write important things that are going on. Then, I mean, Ethereum's not not what people are going to use, right? It's just, it costs too much. So like there are alternatives out there that are better. So yeah, better you mean faster and cheaper. Yeah. But like you always say, Corey, are they faster and cheaper or just faster and cheaper because their bucket is empty? Avalanche is doing a really good job of having a sea chain. That's that's an efficient EVM implementation, Uh, but its state growth is quite fast. So, like at some point, running a node that manages the C chain is going to be hard to do mm-hmm. if it continues to grow at the rate it is, and pruning doesn't happen. So, like some of the stuff, I think what we're going to see in twenty twenty two, I have to put my hat on now, and Gs listen to me, is a lot of these side chains will start to get more adoption. Some of them are going to fail miserably and suck. Some of them are going to gain enough adoption such that they become the thing they tried to replace and they're not worthwhile and they'll happen slowly. And some are probably going to excel and do a really good job when they set out to do. I'm not going to place bets on which one that is yet. Uh, the same thing for the side chains, to be honest. These net side chains with like alternative L1. EVM implementations. What you're also going to see is something novel, and that is subnets on Avalanche will happen. And some of those will not be an EVM. Some of them will be either a copy of a different blockchain or a port of a different blockchain or a completely new type of data structure to come to agreement on altogether. So I think you'll see a proliferation of subnets next year on Avalanche, which is going to bring a lot of attention to that platform. Nothing else How are they going to incentivize subnets? That's my question. That's, that's and then also, question. it depends on what, it depends on what comes out, right? Yeah, it's like they, they incentivize them based on whatever token is a part, is associated with that subnet, and the validators make money off it. Validators can validate any subnet they want under the under the fee structure of whatever that subnet offers them. Economically, uh, why would somebody submit themselves to like cross communication costs denominated in? Uh, AVAX, you say AVAX or AVAX? They can do whatever. I say AVAX. AVAX. So, uh, subnet to subnet, do you need AVAX? Uh huh. So, why would they do well, that versus use under, their own blockchain? Under the construction of what the network already does, you're going through the X chain. Yes, mm-hmm. you need AVAX for that. Yeah. So that's what my question is. Why don't? Why wouldn't people just spin off their own? You know, alt L one like people are doing right now. Well, just continue question. to do that. Your question probably is because the validator pool of Avalanche is large, but you already just you get bootstrapped by that network. But it's it's twelve hundred, twelve hundred nodes. But most Alt L ones, like the major Alt L ones that are not not considered EVM reimplementations, they're all around the same nodes, like one thousand, two thousand nodes. Then we may we may see eventually see. I'm curious what that saturation is, right? So like, what's yeah. the what level? At what at what point does a new L one? get created and it, it doesn't get that level of notes. Mm. 
And then yeah. people have to kind of start picking and choosing what, what nodes they run on the different layers to then yeah. make money off of, right? Because so the proof of stake becomes the default of how all these networks operate. It's much cheaper to, and the access is much easier to get the hardware required to, to run a node on these things. Because running a node on a proof of work network is gated mm-hmm. by getting access to the hardware, whether that be mm-hmm. GPUs or ISIS. But that's no longer the case, and it's just commoditized hardware or cloud mm-hmm. instantiations. Yeah. Then you can ostensibly run every run all of them. So, like, is that going to be something that ever happens, or is it just they're all going to have whatever the maximum profitable number is if each of these networks is profitable? I don't know. But like, you're going to see ask? a lot of like layer one wars in terms of like the the layer ones or yeah. layer twos for that matter trying to incentivize projects to build on them and not something new, and they're going to pay for it. So if you're building a project, get a layer one or layer two to pay for it. Don't pay for it yourself. I have a question. How does, how does the, like, for instance, um, different virtual machines, like let's say Algorand's AVM, if that were to get folded, folded underneath a subnet within Avalanche, Aren't there patents protecting the AVM from being in that situation? Not on the Avalanche network. I don't. I don't know what their patent actually. I don't think the patent has anything to do with the AVM. But so okay. anyone can take that okay. and run multiple of it, and it has okay. and it has benefits associated with it, like pruning, and it's a it's a DAG. So you can do a lot of other things you can't do on something like the EVM. And mm-hmm. it's it allows the Avalanche consensus protocol to operate much faster. Because it isn't constrained by synchronicity that the EVM has, so you can do more transactions per second, and you you can prove you can do a bunch of other interesting things that you can't do on the EVM. Also, it doesn't have smart contracts. So, wait, which one doesn't have smart contracts? The EVM. It's more of a transfers. But currently, in its its initial implementation, it's more mostly transfers. It has smart contracts. Their application. The yeah. We're talking about we're we're talking about two different AVMs. There's one AVM, Algorand. Oh, that's a okay. That's That's an AVM. I'm talking about the Avalanche. That's what I know. I know. I know. Okay. Well, yes, Avalanche has smart contracts. That is good. You could re-implement that on top of. Well, that's that's what I'm asking. Like, doesn't Algorand have like a patent on their virtual machine? I don't know if they do. Question. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I would, I would, I would be curious if they didn't, and then how that would, like that would be in my mind, throw that in a subnet in Avalanche. Sure, um, I, I'm yeah. curious to see when that starts to happen because it will. Yeah. yeah. What the pushback is. Yeah. Um, that would be interesting. Also, the next larger thing I think will happen next year is uh, proliferation of the concept of of social crypto, and that's kind of what. Uh, Wade said in the in the comments here, he said 2020 DeFi, 2021 was NFTs, 2022 is DAOs. And I generalized the DAO concept to social crypto. And that is um, the, the, the focus is the community and the tokens is the entrance and access control to that community. And so you build a lot of tooling and a lot of attention is spent on 
what the community is doing and the representation of that community is whatever tokens are associated with it, whether it be uh, an NFT collection, a token, like a, like a, a fungible token, like an RC20 or whatever, mm-hmm. or a combination of those things. And so it's more of a focus on that community and tooling, like voting, access control, so on and so forth, and mm-hmm. like fund management, so on and so forth. And yeah. How does this community manage a group of funds automatically that isn't just like we made a snapshot vote and then mm-hmm. Carl or some student Carl. on the internet actually does the transaction on the blockchain? It's going to be right. the right. vote initiates the thing. Right. But I think those types of toolings then will become a larger proliferation and DAOs that are managing these groups of funds will happen. This, this, and then maybe, if maybe we'll see stronger connections to uh, real-world companies with DAOs. Good. I want to see, like, the real... I want to see... Like, I don't I don't care about TikTok and social media stuff, but I want to see a point where you can build that on a blockchain and it's, it's cost-effective in terms of building a profit or uh, making a profit using the, the tools available, which I just... I, don't know if that's if it's at at that point yet. Blockchains in general. What do you mean? I think that like you couldn't use Ethereum to build Instagram or or TikTok. On. Oh no. Yeah. So like okay. I want like like a blockchain thing, for right? data. Just, yeah. Just like application specific blockchains, kind of like that's what that's what I'm did, right? Exactly. I see. I think one of the things I see in 2022 that might come out of left field is positive, positive foundational regulation for crypto in the US. That's what I see. Um, I see what is that like, like? I don't know what that looks like. Uh, maybe, I don't know what it looks like. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. That? No, I'm not a lawyer. So okay. I don't know what that looks like. But I will imagine and can see where like next year, I open my Bank of America app. And they're like, do you want to buy and sell crypto inside of my Bank of America app? That's what I'm envisioning. And there will have to be... That is a sign that there's a lot of understanding and ability to assess risk from a regulatory standpoint if something like that is happening. Like If you're buying crypto and managing it within your banking application, then there's clear guidance on how to manage crypto as a business. Because if they're doing it, like they're not going to do it unless they're very comfortable with the level of risk associated with it and their customers. So that means that it's easy to find guidance on building your company and doing and, and doing it with crypto if that's happening, which is something I'm all for. Because building a business and accepting crypto, paying taxes is a fucking nightmare, at least in America. Yeah, it, it, it's all a nightmare, but I feel like it's going to get easier because they're going to want to see value out of it. Obviously, it's got a lot of value that's not going away. I mean, we got a $2.5 trillion market. Uh, I don't know how many tens of trillions get traded on a daily basis or, or on a weekly basis. Um, you know, I think that, you know, you open your Chase app, your Bank of America app, your Wells Fargo app, and you'll see a little, hey, buy, sell, hold crypto. And the only thing that um, the only thing that 
um, is in the way of that is some hefty foundational regulation, probably. Do you see right? that as a stepping stone to banks changing or us not needing banks? Or do you see it as a stepping stone to banks take over? Um, I just see it as banks getting in the game. I think it's it's something like that. You know, they're gonna be at a can't beat them, join them kind of situation, and that tech is just so much better. Like the tech of blo blockchain tech is just a lot better than what banks use uh, right now. Right, it's so much better that they're in a can't beat them, gotta join them kind of way, and they're gonna have to cannibalize some of their own businesses just so they can get in the pool and start start winning right nothing's going to prevent them from creating their own financial products right so either that the government gives the kibosh to a set of stable coins or a stable coin that currently exists or the huge banking industry that is in the u.s comes together and builds a stable coin that you know they can now proliferate out into you know the the ether the ether that was a good one. <laughs> but um I see that happening. Like something's gonna happen. And I like I do like yes to crypto's um theory that that's how ultimately they get a wrangle on crypto is by incentivizing people to hand over their crypto for whatever the currency is that they want to give them. What do they do with it then? Use it as collateral for the thing that they're making? <laughs> Hold it. I don't know, like, what do you do with what's, if you can't control something, what's the next best thing? At least knowing where it is, right? So if you, you know, they know they can't really control Bitcoin, can't control Ether, but if they can incentivize people, hand it over and then stick it on a shelf, then there you go. Then that's quote unquote control. Why can't somebody just recreate Bitcoin? Then everybody just goes, all right, we're going to do it again. Well, they, oh, they've no. tried that a thousand times already. Yeah. Well, I mean, like if, if everybody, like, let's say the majority of people <laughs> exactly, holding Bitcoin yes. gave it to the government, I'm sure that there there will be appropriate oh, people curious. within the Bitcoin like that, that would be like, fuck that, that. Be... we're going to make another well, Bitcoin. Well, they wouldn't make a new one. they just transfer over to a different coin that already sure. exists that has Whatever. an established base. It's like, think about Bitcoin that exists. <laughs> like, it can't, it can't happen again. Bitcoin in its current instantiation can't happen again. And that's because Bitcoin only exists because its security model is too big to attack. And if you start a new chain the way Bitcoin did, it would be buried into the ground immediately based on controlling hash power. Mm. Okay. It, it, it got too thick. It, it was ignored for long enough to get big enough so that it can't be messed with. And that's when the real value started growing was because it got to the point where a lot of the things it was claiming to be in terms of the security model actually were true. Or like it became infeasible, economically infeasible to take over the chain as mm -hmm. a nation state or something. And so is that it can, though, that like, can happen. from the US? What? If the US wanted to to like 51% attack Bitcoin, it, it could though. No. No? No. They need to get access to a lot of hardware that is controlled by individuals. Huh, that okay. would not I, do that. I didn't know that it reached that point. What's yeah, the what's the total the computation? That they, 
That's almost one of the benefits of specialization of hardware. That's like, if you want to call it, there's pros and cons of how specialized ASIC mining is. That's kind of one of them. That because the appropriate hardware to mine Bitcoin is so specialized, getting access to it in order to do a 51% attack is infeasible and you'd see it happen. Now, mining pools, you could maybe argue, you could start to form a cabal on. And if they can get out here, it's because like with China having such a large portion of the past of all of the mining through mining pools was a threat because of how much control the CCP has over every business inside of China. Mm-hmm. Now that that's no longer the case because they banned it outright and it got redistributed to the rest of the globe, I think it's less likely that something like that can happen again because of the, like the less of a straight dictatorship that exists amongst the um, mining pools and where their jurisdiction is. So, so what I'm what I'm getting at is like we're you're just saying that we're all gonna submit Bitcoin for CBDC. What makes that different than everybody submitting gold for dollars back in 1974 or whatever? I mean, if it's if you get a good return on it, and at the end of the day, if the only way you can pay your taxes or live your life is through whatever this CBDC is, or if you like, people got to pay the taxes. Mm-hmm. Period. And if a lot of people have small amounts of crypto, and then they can connect that. UX that or some fiat coin, and they don't have the ideology of Bitcoin, and like they're going to do sovereign money, they're going to do it. There's no reason for them not to do it because it allows them to live their life better because they don't have the strong ideology that keeps them from doing such a thing. Yeah, like imagine you're somebody. Imagine you're somebody. That just means you're diluting the supply, the M zero supply of everybody in America, right? What do you mean? Well, like if I if I say for every Bitcoin that you give me, it's like like let's say market price of Bitcoin is like fifty k, I'm gonna give you five hundred thousand dollars CBDC, like a USDC version. Oh yeah, that, 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 right. that's being hyperbolic. I don't think I was gonna do that. Like, I'm just, not yeah, do anything like that. Exactly, but that's what they did with gold back in 1974, right? They gave you the face value worth of gold, market value worth of gold. Yeah. Yeah, market like, value. They didn't ten x it, right? Like. Yeah, yeah. So that's a, but that's, that's a what fair that's. Exchange. That's so like, what Wayne if, is talking if about. It, if it has an additional function, like mm-hmm. you can pay your taxes, or you can go to the grocery store and use this thing because the government produces a bunch of applications or whatever, then you're more likely to do it because maybe at the same time they ban the use of Bitcoin, mm-hmm. and, and like, so, or like they make it more difficult to file your taxes through the use of Bitcoin because they treat it like a commodity. And the other one may not be. And so, like, there's a lot of interesting, I think, levers that a government could do disincentivize the use of something like Bitcoin and, and, and drastically incentivize the use of whatever their fiat company is, Fedcoin, whatever you would call it, such that they have stronger control over the crypto, economic, crypto economics of their, their jurisdiction. What's the difference between America doing that and China doing that? I think America is a little less likely to uh, assert a specific level of power over their people. But they did in 1974. You got arrested. Yeah. I'm not, I'm they not got saying jailed. it can't happen. Yeah. I'm just wondering. Because like, saying it's likely like, because China's all, like, outright doing it and over yeah. about it. And yeah. At least America tries to pretend they're not doing it. Yeah, exactly. They try to pretend they're not doing it. I think it's the point. 
But everybody knows they're doing it. What's, right. what's the pretending? Yeah, but we have a lot of people that don't like it and will fight for it. I think we have more people here that will that don't like it and will fight for it in the event that it gets past a certain threshold. Yeah. We'll see. I don't, know. I don't think it's twenty twenty two though. Twenty twenty two is going to be an interesting year. I think that I, there was a lot of heat over what Jack Dorsey was putting out on Twitter about like how a lot of crypto is just owned by venture capital right now. Or I would venture to say that that DeFi and this DeFi and NFT push is big time venture capitalism at play. Um, like for example, OpenSea is a it's a Gary V and no, no, no. Sorry, OpenSea is Mark Cuban. Rare, Rarible is 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 yeah. Gary V, right? Yeah. yeah, right. Those guys are huge venture capitalists. So look at they're making infinity money off of all this NFT garbage. And now Mister Wonderful's in on it too. He's got an NFT market that he ventured that everybody now knows that he was a uh, a seed investor of. You know, and so I don't think that these. Those three profile, like those three people, that the the kind of investors they are means they don't care at all about NFTs, what they're capable of, what they can and can't do. They only really care that this is another way for them to make a boatload of money and look like geniuses, right? Because it's part of their brand. They want to look like the person that knew before well, anyone else. They're making bets on future use and their ability to take advantage of establishing the infrastructure now. Why they're yeah. building companies like this that become the standard of operations so that they have a percentage of what they think the future will look like. Yeah. So that's smart. That's really smart. Yeah, it is. But they it don't is. Have, not yeah. everybody has the capital to deploy that a lot of the crypto people do. They're in it to make money. They want right. they want ownership of the entire ecosystem through ownership of the infrastructure that supports it. And that's mm. for the sole purpose of extracting value from it, not my bad. Not like enabling people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of this NFT stuff is really it's hot doo doo. It's the hottest of doo doo too. Like, you know, we take your dog out in the wintertime and they got that it's the steam coming off of that doo doo chunk. That's a lot of the NFT space right now. So how much is Mark Cuban worth? Too much money. Like how many billions? How many billion? How many though? Man, billion. How many? I'm just gonna guess thirty-seven. I stopped counting after a billion. Thirty-seven. Yeah, you don't need to count after. Well, no, no. There's there's a point that I'm I'm curious to potentially make if it makes sense, which is the fact that there are a lot of VCs who took equity percentages in OpenSea, and. Mm. I think depending on how much we can speculate that he invested, you know, there are bigger players than him. He's he's worth an estimated four point three billion dollars. See, A sixteen Z put three billion into the ecosystem. He can't put that much. He's a small fish. We think he's a big fish, but he's not. He has a lot of influence. influence. He does. He has a lot of social social capital. Depends outside of it, crypto, depends, yeah. yeah, for sure. It, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I think that's the reality the red pill. It's that VCs own a lot of this. Y'all watch the new uh, Matrix? I did. I, I did. Let's talk about Let's talk about it. Oh, damn. 
Well, I'll, I'll give you, uh, it's good. Two thumbs up. I'm not just saying that because, you know, I love The Matrix. Uh, but I am saying that because it's good. Is it as good as Spider-Man? No. No, it is not. Are you fucking kidding me? Did you see the new Spider-Man? No, I will. It's the concept of Spider-Man boring. What are you talking about? He's a spider and a man. A little kid. The actor seems pretty cool. He seems I heard he's good. Yeah. yeah, he does a good job. But oh, I mean, I haven't seen the outside bro, in a while. I've been, I've been, I've been busy. You mean there's nothing that connects with you about like swinging through New York City like freely? Nah. Dude, I used to play that Spider. I played that PlayStation Spider-Man game for therapy. Like, I would just turn it on and swing around New York City. It was great. It was, it was amazing. Go to the top of Empire State Building, jump off, do some flips, swing around, punch a guy. Yeah, swing around, yo. Uh, that was good. I think there was a fourth thing we were gonna do. Then we can wrap. Yeah, the fourth thing was just talk about what we're doing in 2022, and then we can let y'all go enjoy your. So we got some things coming at you guys next year. So obviously the dad dad was something that we're working on really hard. Um, um, also, the Bitcoin podcast, as you know, the Bitcoin podcast is actually going to come to a conclusion. No more. Uh, that is right. Um, after six years, after, it'll be seven years Um by the time we're done making episode 400, it'll be seven years that we made the Bitcoin episode podcast. episode of the Bitcoin podcast is episode, episode 400. Episode right? Um, it's been great, but as you can see, it gets really, really hard to justify a name like the Bitcoin podcast every week when, quite frankly, we're just interested in more things now. Bitcoin is great, and I know that makes a lot of people upset, but... I have a, a lot of interest in Avalanche. I have a lot of interest in Algorand. I'm still really interested in Ethereum 2.0 whenever that gets up and running. I like what's going on with some of the layer twos right now. Not all of them. Um, you know, there's just more things that interest me more now at this point in my life than just money. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of moving away from Bitcoin and then the show, the Bitcoin podcast, nobody's going to understand the capital B, lowercase b thing anymore. In fact, I run into people that have been in the space just as long as we have, Corey, and they still don't know the uppercase B, lowercase b situation. And, you know, that's, there's just, we we, we want to move on. And, and so, Corey, I'll let you tell everybody how we're going to be rebranding and what we're moving towards. Hmm. Okay, well... The overall brand is going to be hashing it out. Hashing it out will be absorbing what is currently known as the Bitcoin Podcast Network. And we think it's a better brand for the type of things that we talk about, considering it's getting down to the details of technical things. So the current type of podcast that hashing out is will have that. I think we'll do some type of sub-series where we maintain this Nonchalant infotainment format that we currently have for the Bitcoin podcast, but having something like hashing it out as a brand is much more realistic to what we talk about. We try to figure out what's going on across the entire ecosystem, not just Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And we'll see where it goes from there. And I think it's just a better way for us to brand ourselves, start fresh, 
and bring this community along with us to keep growing this thing, just kind of realign it to what we care about, what we talk about, <laughs> where things are going. Absolutely. Um, I'm excited to join the hashing it out marketing stuff. <laughs> but um, I'll definitely let you leave that conversation. I think we just have so much more fun with the concept of like hashing it out because it's 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 having conversations and arguments, right? People getting together and coming to an agreement. That's one figure of speech associated with hashing it out. The other one oh, is technical objective debates, and then there's that, right? It's like I let's get deep into technical issues on why things work, why you think they work this way, why you think it's going to fix things, et cetera. So like, yeah. you could take the, the term hashing it out and put it in multiple different directions. You can't do that with a Bitcoin podcast. Most, most, Absolutely. Of, the, most of our negative comments on the, on the brand is we don't talk about Bitcoin. Yeah. Because we talk about things that are bigger than Bitcoin. Bitcoin is yeah. included in them. And so it's just, just better. And so I, I, I think we all agree yeah. We have agreed that this is a better way to go, and that's what we're doing. The network will still run, so you can still find an FTQT. You can find a show that should be launching any time once, once we get our ducks in a row called Securium, right? Yeah, Securium. So Rajiv will probably start to publish his interviews with mentors, uh, Securium. Yeah. Are those going to be technical um, interviews, or are those going to be yeah, those are surface level? <laughs> Sweet. Mike sounds so much better when you actually talk into it. Just in when I'm closer, okay. And you yeah. get it, love to it, yes. Yeah, you like that. Yeah. And then, uh, you just, yeah, you just made somebody's pants tight. I'm no longer in security. Look at what you see, podcast. TB, TB, P. That's good. Thank you, Wayne. We're so happy that you're always along for the ride. Uh, but yeah, episode 400 will be the last one um, of the Bitcoin podcast, and then it's on the Hashing It Out uh, by TBPN. Um, so yeah, we're excited to have you guys on for another year. It's hard to believe that we've been doing this almost for seven years now, Corey. Holy cow. That's not a, that's not a little bit of time. If, if in seven years... We're the same distance from where we are now to where we started, and we're doing okay. What if we just do so well that, that, that slowly we actually end up in the same city and have a studio? And like, what if that happens? I'm going to North Carolina because I ain't moving again. Yeah, you just, yeah, that's right. We, you, got enough you, we can make it happen. Yeah, that's true. Where would be a good place acres. to have got 50 oh, acres and uh, I'm going to buy more. Okay. <laughs> So that's it. We're looking forward to bringing you guys those things in this, in this, in this next year. First and foremost, look out for dad, the dad Dow because that's Hello. moving. We're, we, man, we, we got, we, uh, we're cooking with grease now, Jesse. Yeah. Well, I feel it. I feel the grease popping, baby. Hotter than fish grease, baby. That's what they say in the South, right? Throw a little water into it, get a little crackle. You know what I'm saying? I, Throw I a little black pepper water onto hot oil. That's how you know it's done. That's how you know it's ready. You put a wooden spoon in the bottom, then it cracks. Not what I do. Dangerous. I pour a cup of water in my oil to make sure that it's ready. <laughs> okay. Oh my God! Enjoy Nobody, please don't, please don't try that at home. Second degree. Anybody? No one do that. Don't, don't, don't pour water in your oil. But I do like. I put a little bit of my hands and I yeah. look it in the pan. That's how you know yeah. yeah. Jesse does it the whole official referee, not ref, but chef way. 
Sheffery. That what was that? what was gonna come out of my put mouth. You take utensil. Spoon. Yeah, you put a wooden spoon in there. It'll 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 uh, it'll crack and popple because it's got moisture in it. Yep. Nah, dude, just just put that all flat out. water. That's what I'm talking about. Corey knows the gangster way. Jesse, get your official chef stuff out of here. Okay. I like what you're talking about, Wayne. You gotta have dad token to get on the Corey's complex. That's oh no, y'all, fact. y'all aren't coming to my place. Only 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 people I know. Oh, Wayne wants to know when TB show air this drop. address, so I had to move. So we're not doing that here. So, um, I don't know. Let's let's do our wrap up here. Alicia, I'm ready to guess who I'm giving shout outs to this week. <laughs> no clue. <laughs> shout out to that guy. He, uh, oh, no, that's Olivia. That's Olivia Munn. She's she's. I remember her all the way from G4 TV. She's a special lady. Shout out to her. Shout out to her. Shout out to John Mulaney, who is married to her now, or he got her knocked, I think. One of the two. I think one of the two. Shout out to Adele, who that is a very good picture of her, by the way. Is it very good pro- She's got a good profile. Mm, no. Uh, shout out to that star Harold Trek and guy. Kumar guy. Yeah, that's <laughs> Harold. <laughs> Harold and Kumar. Uh it looks like his name is John. Shout out to Issa Ray. Do your thing, boo-boo. I just watched the finale of Insecure. Amazing show. Congratulations to you on your come up. Is that the second coming of Old Dirty Bastard? Who is that? That's the dude from, uh, what's it called? The, uh, the uh, Cowboy Bebop show. Oh, that's Cowboy Bebop, Jet Black. Hey, shout out to him. Shout out to that guy. I'm never going to figure out who that is. He's got a very forgettable face. And shout out. Oh, man, on episode 400. Will I still be able to shout her out on Hashing It Out, or is that a no-go? I'm pretty sure that's a no-go. So shout out to old long neck and wide space, uh, Zoe Saldana. Shamilton Vampire. Star Trek Sulu. Okay, so Harold is Star Trek Sulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shout out to to you, Zoe Saldana. You never came on the show. You did get involved in a crypto scam in 2018, and I'm sorry about that. You should have came on the show. We could have told you not to get involved with that, but you did, and you got sued. Uh, maybe before episode 400, you'll come on our show if anybody would let you know that we talk about you on a weekly basis. So, yeah. Anyways, that's it. That's all I got, guys. Oh, things. We got things that we do. Yeah. The things. Uh, Patreon. Yeah, go to the page. Go. Why don't I do that every week? Go to the Patreon. Go to patreon.com, right? Slash the Bitcoin podcast. You'll find our show. You become a patron. Obviously, that will do the Indiana Jones shift when we move over to TVPN and hashing it out. But you can still become a patron and get the things early access, access to us in the patron channel of Slack where you do get alpha leaks from Andy and that go, oh, by the way, join the Slack. Go to the bitcoinpodcast.com, push the button that says Slack, follow the directions. If you can't follow those directions, then we don't want to hang out with you, point blank period. Uh, What's next? What else do we do? What else we got going? Oh, on your podcast apps, if you're upset that we don't talk about Bitcoin, don't give us a review. Just stop listening to us. We'd prefer that actually. 
not these two star reviews. These guys are terrible. In fact, if you're gonna lose it, leave a two star review. Just make it a one. What the There's hell is wrong shy. with you? They're not gonna listen, so it doesn't matter. Freaking sociopaths out here. Like, I'm gonna leave a two star review. All right, what do we, what else do we do? I think that's all the things, right? No, don't worry about it. What? Kind of. What ringtone was that, dude? Was that a ringtone? That was a that was a default ringtone. <laughs> it's a happy one, dude. Okay, it's not like a circus. Uh, happy New Year, everyone. Another year of crypto. That's like seven regular people years. So we're pretty old. So yeah, that's, we've gone 49 crypto years. Uh, so deuces, everyone. Play the outro.